What's up, fam, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. This podcast is meant to give you easy, implementable, no BS advice to help make you stronger, more resilient, and bring out your inner badass to help you get back to doing the things you love with the people you love. I am your host, Dr. Tyler Bordick. I am a physical therapist, a strength conditioning coach, and co-owner of Inner Strength Physio Fitness Athletics in Pittsburgh. If you're ready, jump on the bus, buckle in, and let's rock and roll. What is going on, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy, Fit, and Pain-Free Podcast. I'm your host, Doc T, and it is episode 85 here. So, been a little bit of a hiatus, haven't seen, seen, ha, haven't talked to you all in uh, in a few weeks here. Went on a little, little quick, long weekend vacay. We had Easter weekend. Things have been chaotic, but we're back. We're back, everyone, and we're back with another partial question of the day. I didn't give this episode a question of the day label because it's kind of a question of the day, kind of a not. Um, so with that being said, let's dive in here a little bit. So what to look for in a coach or a trainer? So um, this actually got asked, we, uh, it was a little few weeks ago, we were, I did a survey with the members uh, during the sessions because I just wanted to kind of see if there was some information they felt like they were getting, weren't getting, and how we could better serve them. And this question actually came up, but the big reason I wanted to address this question is because health and fitness, health and wellness, um, whatever you want to call it, is a very saturated market. It's a very saturated region. Whether it's, you know, you drive down the road, how many gyms or boutiques or Zumba classes or what have you, you, you drive by. But, you know, if you get on Google, if you get on the internet, um, God forbid, if you get on social media, the amount of influencers that pop up. <clears throat> and, you know, we were, I was talking about this the other day with some of our members. And it's very unfortunate because there is a lot of suspicion and there's a lot of doubt that comes, you know, because a lot of people have tried different programs, they've tried different trainers, um, they've went to different gyms, and a lot of them have failed. You know, this is why people always talk about New Year's resolutions failing every year, uh, is because people just, there's a lot of stuff out there, people try it, magic pills, uh, certain diets, uh, certain workout programs, uh, if you get underneath some of these where it's like meal replacements and all that other BS, um, you know, there's there's a lot. There's a lot that people try. They they waste a lot of money, and they really don't know who to listen to, what to follow. So that's why I brought up this episode, uh, is because I want to give you the tools to figure out who do you listen to, and who do you not listen to. Now, granted, a lot of this is going to revolve around the activity portion of getting healthier. So, like the working out portion, the strength training, the cardio, all that other stuff. But um, there's still going to be a lot of takeaways that you can utilize for the other areas as well. So without further ado, let's get rocking here. So first, if we want to really get into this, we need to first define. Okay, so I want to define and kind of uh, separate what exactly 
constitutes either a strength conditioning coach, a trainer, a personal trainer, a life coach, what have you. Because a lot of times we don't really know um, what these things are. And so we just kind of follow them. You know, I've had people come in to me and, and they're like, you know, with my background, they say, oh, you're, you're, you're just a personal trainer. It's like, no, there's, there's a lot of differentials between each one. So I kind of want to define those for you so that you know whenever you see that title, you know what it means. So without further ado, so a strength conditioning coach, uh, this term gets thrown around a little bit, not a ton, and you hear it mostly in the sports teams realms, whether it's college teams, high school teams, professional teams. Um, but typically when it comes to strength conditioning coach, you're talking about athletics. Uh, you're talking about someone. Now, granted, you don't necessarily need a formal background, but a lot of like a strength conditioning certification um, or there's also NASM, which is, uh, um, you know, the National Association of Sports Medicine, um, things like that. They have their own type of certification. And if a certified strength conditioning specialist, um, basically they have a four-year degree, but then they get a certification on top of it. So if it's NSCA, so the National Strength Conditioning Association, or if it's NASM, National um, um, Association for Sport of Sports Medicine, National Academy of Sports Medicine, um, if they have those two things, then that means they had to get a four-year degree and then also get certification on top of it. So if you're going to ask for credentials, NSCA or NS or NASM are the two types that you really want to look for. Um, what's the other one? Uh, yeah, those are really the two that I would I would really recommend. Um, there's another one right now, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, but yeah, so those are the ones I would I would highly recommend. The next. So to give you an idea of a strength, excuse me, to give you an idea of a strength conditioning coach, these are people who are going to specialize in conditioning. So like cardio conditioning, respiratory conditioning, um, getting building up your capacity for a certain um, sport or activity. And then there's also the strength components. They're also going to give you help you get stronger, faster, more powerful for those things. Now you can relate those more to athletics because they do technically, but. Um, that's not to say these people can't program well for the general pop too. They tend to have a lot of, a lot of very, a lot of good, uh, a lot of robust knowledge, a lot of dense knowledge. Um, it's just the my only caveat to to this, uh, from a strength conditioning coach perspective, is that sometimes they're too advanced and they can't really bring it down to the general pop, depending on what kind of modifications you need. Uh, but that's not, you know, that that's not all of them. That's just, you know, there's a couple out there like that. So if you see strength conditioning specialists, if you see that they're certified either with um, NASM, NASM, or NSCA, um, or the other one, ACSM, I think is the other one. Um, yeah, ACSM. Those are the three that you want to really stick to because they actually need a general background. Now, trainer. This term gets thrown around a lot and really I do not like the term trainer uh, just because it is very general that's not specific at all and you can use trainer for anything in fact um, a trainer to me is actually an athletic trainer because that's what an athletic trainer goes by is, is a trainer um, so if someone says they're a trainer meh um, that's where you really need to ask them like okay 
so what exactly do you mean by being a trainer? And they that's where like their credentialing comes in. Are they an athletic trainer? Uh, are they someone who did get certified? Did they get a weekend certification? You just don't know. So an ASO trainer out there, uh, just you have to be very weary of that. On top of that, personal trainer is another one. Personal trainer, let me back up real quick. With personal trainer, I will say beware that they will also call themselves a PT because personal trainer, you know, hence PT, um, they will call themselves a PT. So you have to be weary of that because people can definitely mix those up. Now, what exactly is a personal trainer? A personal trainer, hopefully, is someone who gains some sort of certification to be a personal trainer, hence why they call themselves that. Now, granted, you don't have to get a certification to be a personal trainer, but most tend to kind of do that. Now, what does that certification include? Well, again, very diverse here. Um, this can be anything from a very in-depth uh, board study like the NASM, the NSCA, or the ACSM. Those three things, on top of your four-year degree, they require a big board exam for you to take. So those people are a little bit more knowledgeable. However, there are personal training certifications out there that you can honestly get in one weekend that, have, that does not need a formal background. So you could have someone who went to uh or you could have someone who just who works at mcdonald's nothing wrong with that throw that out there but someone who works at mcdonald's is like oh i want to make a change in my life and so they go online do a personal training certification now they're a personal trainer so you have no idea how much knowledge they actually have and so with personal training you have to be very careful with that again you, you should ask for their credentials now someone out there is going to be like whoa doc Credentials don't mean everything, bro. You're right, they don't. However, I would ra I would much rather take a gamble on someone who at least has a formal background than someone who doesn't. Now, granted, there are a lot of coaches in the strength conditioning realm who are very well known who didn't really have that formal background. They were under a mentorship and they a mentorship of someone who is very well known in the industry. Um, they did their due diligence. They did a lot of studying. They put in a lot of work, and that's where they got where they are. Um, there's nothing against that. However, again, when you got, you're really taking a gamble when you're going with someone who doesn't really have some sort of some sort of formal background. Um, and if you really want to get an idea of who to work with if they don't have a formal background, I got some questions for you later to ask them. So that's personal trainer. Now. The next one on the list is physical therapist and a chiropractor. Put these two together um, just to give you a little idea. So a physical therapist, um, nowadays, all physical therapists are doctors of physical therapy. All chiropractors are doctors of chiropractic medicine. Okay, So physical therapists, typically they go to school for six to seven, sometimes eight, but six to seven years. Uh, they have three to four years of undergraduate training plus three to four years of graduate school training. Um, Kairos have a similar path in that sense, just as far as education goes. Now, what's the difference really between the two? So physical therapists get way more of a physical medicine background as far as um, the movement-based and kinesiology, like movement um, 
movement science-based type of training. They also get hands-on training. So don't think that if you go to a physical therapist, uh, they, they are not able to do manual or hands-on treatment with you. Chiros, on the other hand, are somewhat similar, but they're way more based on hands-on medicine. And a lot of what they study uh, revolves around the spine. Now, <clears throat> the thing with chiropractic medicine is, chiropractic medicine, there is a little bit more of a holistic. And I use holistic in more of a skeptical fashion um, because with a lot of their medicine, chiropractic, again, is a very saturated field. And so they need they there's a big competition. So they need to do things that stand out. Um, and sometimes those things that they pick to stand out and market aren't exactly backed by research or honestly work. Not saying physical therapists don't do the same thing. They do. Um, so when you go to these people, you got to realize that if you have someone who just has one tool, you know, they, they just have a hammer. That's all they want to do is hammer. There's an issue there. So if you have someone who just wants to do manual medicine with you, uh, manual-based medicine or hands-on with you, uh, that's a red flag. You gotta you gotta really watch that because there needs to be a movement, a strengthening, a conditioning-based component there. Um, so realize that just because they're a physical therapist or a chiropractor does not mean they can get you the goals that get get you towards the goals you of where you want to go. That being said, I have some questions coming up here that we can dive into that. So. Just wanted to give you a little background on what exactly those are. And to give you an idea more of what we're going to do here, we just defined everything. Now what I want to do is I want to help you know, help you to go like know where to start. Um, then from where to start, how do you find someone? Then next, ask, you know, what is the game plan? So creating a game plan with that person to figure out if they are the right person. Learning to listen to your gut in the right fashion of who to work with and then your actionables that go with it. Before I go on, I almost forgot. There is one more profession that I want to hit on here and this kind of goes into where to start. So life coaches, movement specialists, and all inserted here. So there's a thing out there called marketing. <laughs> and with marketing, people like to try to stand out. So they are going to use um, buzzwords and terms that we're not entirely familiar with. So like a life coach or a movement specialist or a, um, a kinesial coach or whatever. Like they'll, there's so many different names out there that people are using now to explain themselves as being a strength conditioning coach, personal trainer, what have you. You need to be beware with these because although I completely support a holistic approach to life with people, these don't always have a formal background that goes with it. This is typically, and I hate to say this, but a lot of times like life coaches or like movement specialists kind of like this too, but a lot of times life coaches or people who are nutritionists, um, some sort of like movement specialist, what happened is they found a plan that worked for them and they became um, evangelical with that plan. And so now they try to use that as a plan to sell to other people. And I've talked about this before. You really have to watch with that. You need to make sure you come to someone who has multiple tools in their bag that know like, okay, if their plan doesn't work for you, what other plan do they have on backup that they can use? 
Because if you go to someone and they're like, you have to follow this to a T and only this and nothing but this, no matter what happens in your life, again, red flag. Because they only have a hammer and they're just looking for nails. So again, if you come across someone who's a life coach, movement specialist isn't exactly a bad thing. Um, but you have to watch with that too because, again, very general. doesn't really mean anything. And if they don't have a formal background to really support that, you don't, you don't know. They might have just looked up, found some, all these things that work, put them together to try to create their own product, but really have nothing to support that. And, again, I have more to go along with this. So anyhow, moving forward here. So where do you start? So you found someone. They're either a strength conditioning coach or a trainer, personal trainer, life coach, personal or physical therapist, chiropractor, whatever. Where to start with this? Well, first, you got to ask yourself, what are my goals? Okay, so what do I mean by that? So, if your goal is to get stronger, <clears throat> excuse me, a strength conditioning coach is going to be someone that you should see, or a personal trainer, depending. You know, again, I kind of go back and forth with this. Um, it depends on their credentials and stuff like that. So if you want to get stronger, if you want, you know, or lose weight, a strength conditioning coach, a personal trainer, stuff like that, like they can help with that. However, if you want to, if you're really looking towards conditioning, this is where it gets a little bit weird. You have to look for someone who has more of that strength and conditioning based background, but also they have a background in conditioning based sports as well. Um, so for instance, if you have someone who is a foot, who is uh, who does a lot of their strengthening around like football, so for instance, like all they post is like football videos, stuff like that. I don't know if conditioning is going to be their their wheelhouse to go to that person. Just like if someone is really versed on conditioning and who say like I've wor I've worked with professionals before who they were mostly conditioning based in the cycling world. I would not go to that person to try to get stronger. That's just not their wheelhouse. So you might even have to look at this as where you need multiple people to go to, one for strengthening, one for conditioning. However, it's best if you are look if you get the all in one, um, all encompassed in one. With that being said, you also need to understand here that um, there's a big difference between an a an MMA fighter who is trying to prepare for a fight and just you who wants more energy running around with your kids. Like those are two very different things. And so you need to realize that what works for the fighter, you know, you might not need to be that specific as far as you. General conditioning will help for, will help most people. Now, that being said, if your goal is you need to get out of pain, then I wouldn't recommend going to I'm not saying a strength conditioning coach doesn't have that. They do. But I wouldn't recommend going straight to a strength conditioning coach, going to a personal trainer, um, going to a trainer, or even, you know, depending on like a life coach or movement specialist, they might not be able to get you out of that pain, um, depending. Now, I'm not saying this for everybody, but you just got to realize that if your goals are these specific things, this is where you need to look. However, to get out of pain – a physical therapist, a chiro, an athletic trainer, something like that, yes, they are going to be better for you as far as to get out of pain. Again, my caveat with these is, as I am a physical therapist, is that they might be okay getting you out of pain, but there needs to be more than just a getting you out of pain approach. So if someone comes to me and they have shoulder pain, 
I am not going to just do hands-on stuff to their shoulder to get them out of pain. I'm also going to try to improve their strength, their conditioning, their capacity of that shoulder and of all the things around that shoulder to support it better and prepare them better for life. So you need to be careful with that too. Now, last but not least here, if your goal is to just move, which honestly, that's a lot of people, they need to just move, um, then you don't have to be as strict about it. You can pick any of the professions that I mentioned as far as just moving. Um, but again, be very weary that you can get hurt. Again, the suspicion that I often have to confront when people walk through the door for the first time is that, well, I've gotten hurt. Do I, I got hurt doing this before, or my other person just didn't know what they were. Didn't seem like they knew what they were doing, or they were a nice person, but I just, you know, I felt like they were doing more harm than good. Again, this is where you have to really watch because. Unless they have a formal background and formal training and really have an understanding of how things work, they might put you in a compromising position. They need to know how to load you effectively, how to steadily add things to you, how to make you better. Um, and, you know, this is going to take some research. We're, we're about to talk about that right now. So with that being said, now – what coaches fill these gaps? So again, now that you figure out your goal, is it to get stronger? Is it to lose weight? Is it getting more energy? Is it conditioning? Is it getting out of pain? Um, is it better movement? Okay, you have this goal. Now look at what we just talked about. And when you research these people, make sure that they, you know, if, if you research their website, if you research their social media, or make sure they're touch, touching on these points. If they're not, then don't go to them. If it's physical therapist and you want to go because you want to get out of pain and get stronger and every video is of them just putting their hands on someone and there's no actual video of someone working out, then don't go there. Same as if you're looking to just um, – if you're looking to get out of pain and get stronger and you look up a strength conditioning coach and all they show is their young athletes who are getting stronger and faster but no one who – bounce back from no stories about someone who bounced back from being injured from having pain or anything like that don't go to that person you know you need to learn to research this better also last but not least where to start how much time energy and money are you going to invest and you need to understand that now yes full full transparency i own a, i own two gyms i'm a part of a partnership that owns two gyms um i you know, I'm my I make my living on people coming and working out here. So I totally get that I am biased here. But people, you need to invest more money into yourself and into your health because people don't. People will put way more money into their house. They'll put way more money into their cars and they'll put way more money into their pets than they do themselves. If someone comes to me in there and they say, I can't afford to put to spend $4,000 on myself a year, totally get that. But what happens if you have a roof or you want to put in a new basement and that costs you $20,000? Okay, you people will drop twenty grand in a second to fix up their house or make their house look better. However, they can hardly walk for multiple miles, they feel like crap all the time, and they can't sleep because of all the stress they're going through. 
So again, makes no sense to me, and this is where you really have to realize that you need to put time, energy, and money into yourself and actually invest. Do not pick the cheapest option. Do not go to a $10 a month um, gym or do not pay 30 bucks an hour for a personal trainer because I can tell you right now that is a horrible personal trainer because they're working for these big box places who don't really care and you're not getting that good formal background experience and training for them to, to teach you. Just the same thing like people come to me all the time about silver sneakers or about like, well, the, the old Y that I went to, I only paid 10 bucks and I got to participate in that class. You're right. And you know who is teaching that class? The four employees in the back, none of which you have any experience or background in training whatsoever, draw straws. And whoever gets the smallest straw is the one who runs that session. And then they have this like printed out like cookie cutter worksheet for them to do with people. Is that really what you want? Do you want to spend $10 and do that and get that much out of it? I'm sorry, you shouldn't. And if you do, fine. But don't criticize us because – and I'm, I'm not saying us as an inner strength. I'm saying us as in the, the health and wellness industry. The people out there who do have the training, who do have the knowledge, and who have put blood, sweat, and tears into years of experience just to get you a faster track to where you need to go, I'm sorry. But like you have to invest in that, and, and you should invest in yourself. Why not? Why spend money on all this other crap? It doesn't matter. Anyhow, jumping off my soapbox here. Now, these are all you know your goals and what coaches and everything. Now, how to find someone. This is the research that you need to do. This is what people typically don't do. First, find people and figure out what is their education, what is their formal background. If they do not have at least a four-year degree and on top of a certification, then I would definitely not go to them. I'm sorry to say that to those people. Sorry, little voice crack there. <laughs> um, allergies got me here. Um, I'm sorry to those people, but those are the people that give all of us in the health and wellness fitness industry a bad name because they lie. They do it because they like working out, so why not train other people? And then people get hurt. They don't know how to. They they don't know how to properly train other people. They know how to train themselves. They don't know how to train other people. And again, this goes back to what I said about like a life coach, movement specialist, et cetera, where they're like, well, I've, you know, they have this thing that worked for them, so they're going to sell it to other people. No, not how it works. So make sure you look at their education. Or did they do a, a big mentorship apprenticeship under someone who is well experienced? So again, making sure they have at least four years of a background and also the next thing here is make sure they have experience do they have experience with working with people do have they had success what do their google reviews look like i hate saying that right now because a lot of that is a marketing thing but do they have success stories do they have people that are the same age as you um have the same you know look similar to you or similar aspects of life as you do they have those people on there saying they had success um, do they have more than just school experience? Granted, students have to like students need experience too. They need to get experience, but um, you know, realize that they they need to earn that. They need to earn your respect there in the sense of like, do they have that experience? 
And so experience is a big thing. Did they just get their weekend certification? You're the first person they're going to work with. Ugh, not a great, not a great time, um, not a great situation to be in. So again, what is their education? What is their experience? Do they have success? Do they have a proven track record of multiple, multiple people to say that they know what they're doing, or at least that they can keep people motivated? Do the people around them look happy? If you walk into their gym or whatever, and there's people there who do not look happy, who are not having fun, who are not enjoying it, then you might want to rethink it. Just saying. Um, you know, success. We talked about success. Have they had success with people? And um, place of work. This is unfortunate, but again, there are big box places out there. And no gyms are created the same. So if they're... I, if, if they are in those $30 a month or less franchises, and I'm not saying this like there are local gyms out there that are $30 for a membership. That's totally fine. But if they are these big franchises or whatever that are $30 a month or less and you're getting a personal trainer where you're getting them for either they come with the package or they're $30 or less an hour, I'm sorry, do not do that. Now, if you're someone who – doesn't have a, a track record of getting hurt, you're relatively in shape, you just want a little extra accountability and you have a good idea of what you're doing, then you know what? You can take the risk. But if you're someone who has never done this before, you have a history of getting hurt, you're very self-conscious and you have no, um, no confidence at all stepping in the gym, then these are definitely not the people I would work with. So now from there, next, ask, what is the game plan? So you've your you know what your goals are. You've done a research. You've done your research. Figure out what coaches should fill that gap. Um, you've decided to take this plunge of investing your time and energy, and you found someone who fit all the criteria. Now, the next thing is to ask them what is your game plan and why. For one, by this time, you should have had almost a therapy session with them for them to know what exactly you need. You need, not what people your age need, what you need. After you've sat down and they've had and you have had this extensive conversation where they figure out what you need, now it's time for them to give you a roadmap. And from that roadmap it should be, okay, here's where we're starting. Here's what we're going to do initially and why. Here's what we're going to do in stage two and why. Here's what we're going to do stage three and why. Here's what we're going to do stage four and why. And they should be able to give you a little bit of a time. Now, granted, as a PT, as a coach, I can tell you that, um, you know, these vary obviously depending on the person. I have some people that show up and they're like, I'm ready to come four times a week, and then they only end up coming two times a week, so that kind of varies as well. But they should at least be able to give you a little bit of a time frame. They should be able to give you a roadmap as far as how we're going to get from where we are now to midway towards your goal to the end of your goal. Again, and also, they should be able to explain in easy terms why. Why are we doing what we are doing? They don't just tell you it because if they tell you it and there is no why behind it, all they're doing is giving you a cookie cutter that they've said before. I can honestly sit down with every single one of our members and tell you what their roadmap is, why we're doing it specifically for them, tailoring it specifically for them, 
and what things could get in the way and how we're going to redirect if we need to. If they can't do that with you, then pfft, it's time for you to turn around and walk your butt out. Also, the other thing with this, now, <laughs> I wanted to put this in there because there are a lot of influencers out there that like to try to impress us. Now, I will say that as a student, this is something, or as a new um, coach, trainer, physical therapist, whatever, when you're new in the field, even if you do have the formal background, typically if you have the formal background, you always want to come out and you always want to try to impress people dropping a bunch of terminology, a bunch of words, a bunch of things that people um, should be impressed by. But I'll, be, I'll, I'll sit here and tell you that if you want to find a good um, strength conditioning coach, trainer, whatever to follow, they should be able to explain to you in easy terms how that this road mapping is go is going to go they should be able to tell you how you're going to get from a to b to c to d how you're going to get from the starting point to the destination how you're going to do all that in easy terms for you to understand if you come out of that session even more confused than whenever you walked in then that means they're either a too inexperienced to be able to explain to you um correctly how you know, how this is going to go, or B, they're just someone who is trying to impress you and throw out all this jargon just so it seems like they're smarter than what they are. One thing I've learned over the years is that you should be able to sit down with someone and explain to them, A, in very little words, so it shouldn't take an hour to explain this stuff, but B, that you should be able to talk to them in terms they understand that after each time you explain, after each time they explain, they should say, do you understand? Do I need to clarify anything with you? Even with that, if they don't ask what, you know, okay, do you understand that? Does that make sense to you? Do I need to clarify anything with you? If they don't ask you any of that stuff, they really don't care if you understand. They're just trying to word vomit on you and hope like hell that you're too blind to see where they're going to guide you, what road they're going to take you down. So again, can they give you a roadmap and can they explain it to you in easy terms? Next, and then I've kind of already alluded to this, but do they focus on your goals? They focus on your goals. Whenever you had a conversation with them, did they repeat back goals that you wanted to achieve? If all you said to them was, I just want to feel stronger and have more energy so that I can go hiking with my family and get back to cycling multiple times a week. If that's what you told them and they're talking about, oh, well, we're going to drop 20 pounds on you and we're going to get your deadlift here and we're going to get you so flexible you can touch your toes, there is no correlation between those two things. They did not listen to your goals. They did not listen to you at all. They're trying to push their agenda and they're using that cookie cutter approach on you as well. So again, please, you know, make sure that they actually listen. If, and if you... To give you an idea, if you need to, write down your three goals before you walk in. And if you come out of that meeting and none of it address your three goals, then you should not follow up with them. Leave. Leave immediately. <laughs> and don't ever go back. So, all right. So, we define what, it, what, you know, what each of these different professions are. Where do you start? 
and then how do you research that person and then now you've sat down with them and now you have a good game plan last but not least this is going to be a weird one just prepare yourself sit down if you need to this is going to be groundbreaking are you ready are you sure okay listen to your gut right right thought it was going to be something more elaborate than that didn't you listen to your gut i put this one in here because people are way more intuitive than what they give themselves credit for and what happens most of the time when someone makes a massive mistake whenever they took a risk they made a, and they had that was a massive mistake they when they took a risk and at the end they realized a massive mistake they always are saying i should have followed my gut my gut was telling me one thing, I did another thing. So what I mean by this is after you come out of that meeting, if your gut, if your brain is like, oh, yeah, like he seemed nice and, and he seemed like he told me all the right things, like I think this could work. But your gut is like absolutely not. Do not do this. Do not continue with this. This is not right for you. You're going to get hurt doing this. If your gut's telling you that, then walk out and don't go back. Follow your gut. Here's the thing, and I'm going to give you some insight here. Many gyms, many businesses, they feed off of emotion to try to sell you something. They will tell you anything to get an emotional response out of you, and they will try to get you to buy right then and there because they are trying to ride that emotional roller coaster that you're currently on. And they're just going to tell you things that you want to hear and not things that are actually true. So... When you walk out of there, listen to your gut. If they didn't address those three goals that you wrote down before you went in, if they don't have a formal background or any type of credentials that support, if they don't really have experience, if you walk in there and they have all these good things to say but there's no one in the gym and there's nothing on the wall, if you're paying 30, if you're paying 30 or less dollars an hour for this coach, then and it's, your gut's like, mm, I don't know if I like this then listen to it. Listen to your gut. Same thing on the other end. If your brain, if you're walking out of there and your brain's like, no, I don't want to spend that money. I shouldn't do this. No, definitely, definitely not. But your gut's like, you know you need this and you know this is exactly what you need. Listen to your gut then. I don't want to go through this 38 minutes now giving you all the stuff to all, to just be pessimistic towards outside, toward other, you know, strength coaches, trainers, personal trainers, what have you. I also want to give you the positive in the sense of if you walk out of there and your brain's like, I can't afford that, but your gut's like, but you know you need it, then listen to your gut because this could save your life. I've had a lot of people who come in here who are like, I don't know if I can afford this. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if I can um, follow through with this who they decided to, and then they tell us later how much it changed their life. So just remember that. All right, so finishing up here with three actionables. As you all know, we like to do that here. I don't want to just give you, just talk to you and then kick you out the door. I want to give you actionables to follow. So actionable number one, do your effing research. Do your research. Do not just go somewhere because it's the closest facility to you. Or don't just go somewhere because it has CrossFit in the name. No offense to CrossFit, just 
throwing that one out there. Um, or don't just go somewhere because they're well-known. Do your research. Are, do they have the professions there that are going to support the goals that you want? Do those coaches fulfill those goals? Do they have the education? Do they have the experience? Do they have the success? Where are they working at? Do they want to follow your goals? Do your research first. Two, ask these questions. Okay? Ask these questions that we talked about. Um, you know, do they, do they work with someone like me? Did they address the three goals that I want to achieve? And did they give me a roadmap to get there and explain why? They meet those three, they, they might be okay. Okay, again, I'll say those again. Do they work with someone like me? Did they address or will they address the three goals that are personal personalized to me? And did they give me a game plan, a roadmap, and explain why we're going to do it that way? And then obviously stick to that throughout. This isn't just before. This is also during and after. And number three don't be afraid to trial and then invest. So a lot of places should have a trial period. If you have to, don't be afraid to be like, you know what, you mind if I try this for a week or two weeks just to see if, if it's for me? And try that first. Um, and then go from there. And if you like it, if your gut tells you, like, this is a place for me, then invest. Please invest in yourself. Do not be afraid to invest in yourself because many people are and then they, uh, they completely regret it later. I actually just had a phone conversation with someone who's like, well, maybe I should wait. And my response was, listen, I'm coming to you more as a friend, not as a business owner. Most people that say maybe I should wait, a year later find themselves in the exact same situation. Guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining in today. If there is someone that you know is on the fence or they're looking for a place or even you know you yourself are like, I, I would like to go somewhere, but I don't really know who to trust, listen to this, forward this, like this, share this, give us a five-star review, and uh, if you need anything, I'm always here for you. So thank you much, everyone. Have a great day. Talk soon. Thank you all for checking out this week's episode of the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. If you would like more content that is easily implementable and no BS, you can join our Facebook page at Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. Uh, to learn more about Inner Strength, visit our website at innerstrengthpgh.com or you can simply email us, us at info at innerstrengthpgh.com. We have two locations in Pittsburgh right now. One is our West location in Coriopolis slash Robinson, PA, and our second location, which just recently opened, is in the South in Lawrence, PA, in the southern part of Pittsburgh. We also partner up with Case-Specific Nutrition. They are a locally owned business full of dietitians, registered credentialed dietitians who can help you with just general nutrition, sports needs, and also medical information. You can also contact me at Dr. Period Tyler at innerstrengthpgh.com or check me out on social media at dr. Period Tyler underscore Bordick. 
Thank you all again. We'll see you on next week's episode.